Ah, hit the wrong. to the Deeper Dive podcast produced locally in the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. Here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in La Plata, Maryland, my name is Bill Winnell. Once again, joined by Father Larry Swain. Good afternoon, Father. Hey, Bill. Good, good afternoon, everyone. Today, um, Father and I are going to discuss uh, the occult, um, kind of make people aware of uh, some, you know, what's out there, what things attributed to the occult. What the, what the occult is, where the word comes from, um, and um, some things, uh, some practical advice to avoid things having to do with the occult. So, Father. Great. Well, listen, folks, I, I you know, you wonder why we're talking about this, but last couple weeks, I've just seen a lot of weird stuff and hearing stories about Catholics being kind of pulled in. I actually have a personal story that I think we could start this off with. Is, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was, um, you know, I'm post-operative and still have some nerve problems that are just driving me nuts. And, uh, someone told me about this like cryotherapy, which is like, you go into this chamber and it's like super cold and just like freezes everything and you feel good. And, uh, you know, when you're like desperate, you'll do anything, you know, I would jump into a, to a garbage can of ice for five minutes if I had to, you know? And so I did some research and I found this place that had this particular therapy. So I get on the phone and, the lady, I'm not going to see the company because everyone has the right to a good, good, uh, you know, reputation. But if you're curious, you can call me privately or bill or email. We'll tell you the place so you don't go there. Okay. So call the place and the, uh, person who runs the, the business, you know, basically, you know, I told her, you know, my symptoms, she goes, Oh, you know, you've got this, you've been poisoned by the water down there in Southern Maryland. I'm like, are you which, serious? Which I'm may like, be true. Which could, I don't, know. but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, well, you know, it did start when I came down here and I'm stuck. And then I continue to go through my sense. She, she goes, you need to come now. I'm like, now. So I like, I have this meeting and I was with my secretary. And my secretary said, maybe you should go. I'm like, so I, you know, we finished up the meeting. I, I, I was like, are you sure you want to see me now? And like, she goes, yeah, we got this therapy and it's going to help you. So long story short, I get in the truck. I dr start driving out there and then the Holy Spirit just sort of inspired me to stop and look at the website. So I look at the I look at the website and this person does chakras, is in the chakra. And then what's that thing called? Sh uh, sh 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 um, shaman, right? So so I call another priest friend, Father Ray, and, and he's like, Don't go. So I just made a left turn into another church, did adoration for an hour and asked for alleviation of pain and whatever, and uh probably helped a little bit, you know at least spiritually, I know it helped me. And, uh, but I realized when I was driving we went out to dinner with some of my priest friends later. I, so I said, well, you know, I canceled everything this afternoon. Might as well have dinner with some of the priest friends. And they were kind of laughing at the story, but at the same time we were kind of concerned and realized that when you're desperate, you'll do anything for help. And we have to be careful. I think a lot of people get into the cult when they're desperate and they, they have good intentions, but it, it can lead to like some very serious um, problems down the road uh, spiritually um, that, you know, could take a lot of work to undo. So 
I think first off, it's good to um, identify what's the call and like what are some of the practices we're seeing where people are kind of in desperately looking for help, but maybe doing some ways that could kind of uh, get them tangled up with the devil. Uh, the joke wasn't funny, but they're like, "Hey, man, you could have gone to this thing and walked out possessed." Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that would have necessarily happened, but I'll put I'll put this on the table. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened. Like if I didn't stop, if I didn't stop and pray and ask Father Ray for advice or look at the website, and I went through this thing not knowing what she was doing, what the person was doing, I could have ended up with some serious oppression or maybe even possession if i wasn't careful so right. i remember you know back when we had monsignor <clears throat> rossetti on on the podcast you know it, you're right it, it may not have happened but it could have been an opening right right uh, an opening yeah um or or as he talks about maybe an unintended right. invitation to right you know something happening and i think one of the things too about the devil i mean people get uh scared about possession oppression which i think we should be a little bit but we should not be scared of it we should be sober is that the devil doesn't come unless he's he's uh, invited and there and there's openings, you know. And it's very interesting with the whole chakra thing. It's all about openings. <laughs> that's like that's actually uh, it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting. I looked up. I kind of did some research on this. You know, what do they do with chakras? And we'll get to some other things. But it says, um, essentially, the chakras. The meaning means wheel or disc, are thought to be portals through which the main energetic channels of the body flow. And so there's, if you block the portal, so you have to open up the portals and fill it up with something. Well, I mean, gosh, when you think about opening a door and you think about some of the terminology we use with um, possession and oppression, like exactly what you're doing, you're opening up a door and filling it with the bad spirit. Right. Um, never want to open a door that you don't know what's on the other side. Right. <laughs> and I think too, Bill, I was, I was reading another article uh, by, it was back in 2012 when the, I think it was around that time or maybe shortly there. Uh, before that, were and I th well, I think it was, but way before that, where the Vatican really started to do a lot of training for American priests and exorcism because they were seeing an increase of cases. Uh, Father Gary Thomas from from um, California says the following quote unquote. Okay, he says quote: There is a greater need for exorcism because there's a greater frequency of the practice of of the occult, New Age and Satanism, both on the part of Catholics and other people alike. Unquote. Um, and then, you know, basically at this one conference where he was speaking at, the speakers explained that people begin experimenting with other traditions and rituals simply out of curiosity, don't realize what they are at the same time, losing their spiritual center and turning away from God, um, without knowing it. So, uh, Bill, you were telling me that down in La Plata, there was like some kind of magic shop that opened up. Um, yeah, well, not, not. Not uh, necessarily magic, but uh, a shop that opened it that seems innocent enough. It has, you know, it sells crystals, and but it also does um, um, readings, you know. And I think uh, a couple of the individuals in there identify as as uh, mediums or, or, or right. for lack of a better term. Um, and, you know, it was funny because we had one of our parishioners step into the office one day and she said, I'd stopped in there. It's right next to like a Hallmark store. She's like, I was just innocently walking by. Went in there and, you know, she said, uh, you know, quickly, quickly, quickly left and was asking about it because uh, had other prisoners apparently had gone in there as well. And I think right. gone in there with, in, in most cases, completely just innocently, you know, right. uh, oh, look, a new place opened. Um, but, you know, for Catholics, 
you know, we know uh, we can talk, and we can talk about what the catechism says about um, about that. But in, you know, we need to kind of um, I'm not saying yeah, well, avoid for lack of a better term um, anything like that. You know, whether it right. be you know op- readings, uh, and we'll talk about you know we can talk about astrology and things like that in Reiki later. But um, things that almost seek to replace, um, you know, God. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I, I think there's a couple of things where you can protect yourself from this type of stuff. I think one of the things I think is, you know, going back to my story is like when you're in, when you're anxious and you're curious, you know, like you go outside of the normal realm, you can really be sucked into anything. And um, and I think, too, that we have to, I think one of the ways that one can protect themselves uh, from from uh, the from the occult or these sort of practices is um, is giving up an unhealthy curiosity. Um, I think there's some, see, one of the, one of the virtues I think is very difficult is we all want the quick fix and we want sort of quick answers. And I think these call practices kind of, uh, promises, and I'm not going to, I'm going to say this, they pro they do work. That's the, that's the, that's the crux of the matter is like I, things like Reiki, um, apparently they can work and they actually do eliminate pain. But then at the same time, the cost is you're probably uh, have some very serious, serious spiritual oppression. That's going to mess you up spiritually. So physically you it might be feeling better. And we need it, can. it can, right? Yeah. Cause I was reading an article about this lady. I think it's the uh, one you sent me bill and I read it and the woman was witnessing the fact that, like it actually worked and she was like going everywhere for help. And sometimes people with modern medicine, they're just like, Oh man, I'm so tired of this. And they, they get someone who's like promises them healing, but it's done through a satanic uh, sort of influence. Um, there's going to be a greater cost to pay for that, for that, you know, being fixed, quote unquote, you which know, go, which goes back to your initial uh, point is, you know, when you're desperate in, in some cases and you find something that, that works where let's just say uh, modern medicine has not so far, that's, it's hard not to get, you know, Right, well, you've you've been given something that worked, um, but most of these things, and then the same thing, and I'm, I'm we're going to get all kinds of hate mail about yoga, but I think yoga, the stretching part of yoga, in in and of itself, is innocent enough. But all, right. a lot of these things have that that Eastern, right? You know, Eastern. Yeah, the big one, the big one I get, yeah, yoga is. Well, let's let's first off, let's step back and look at the catechism, and then like hit some of these particular things like yoga. And these other questions that come up. So the catechism says that we have to, it says, quote, concealing a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as with a wish to conciliate hidden powers, they contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. Okay, unquote. So So this is the first first commandment we're talking about. Yeah, so it's basically all these types of things, New Age, um, Reiki, transcendental yoga let's be clear on that um and other such um activities that come a lot of times from eastern religions that are pagan by nature uh they're not they're not worshiping the true god um they are uh, you know there is a lot of these this a lot of people have brought this has been very um very sort of popular now in the united states of america because a lot of people don't go to church and i think our nature is spiritual we are we do have a thirst for spirituality and I've noticed a lot of girls that, you know, go to college, they get into like really heavy yoga. Now let's talk about that for a moment. You know, 
yoga, the problem with it is like, now there are some stretches I have to do for my back that are yoga stretches. I do them in the morning because I have to, or I just can't walk straight, you know, and they work, but I'm just doing the stretch. But the problem with them is they do sort of mimic pagan gods. Like there, there, there is a problem with, but the real problem is, is if you're trying to like, um, what do they call it when you like bring in the energy or you do the, the, uh, what is that called? Well, summon for lack of a better, you know, some, yeah. Or attributing more than just anything above and beyond the physical nature of what you're doing. Right. Right. So so ask, right. So now some people are just straight up. Don't do any of the stretches. I I mean, I've talked to extras about, and they said, no, that's not true. You can do the stretches if they help, but you know, you just, if you don't have to do a certain pose, just do something else. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's the greatest pose. Any they're kind of hurt. Any they're kind of weird, you know. <laughs> they're not like natural poses, you know. They're just kind of weird, like the camel and the cat. It's like I don't know. I mean, we don't do that kind of stuff normally. Like you know, kind of like whatever, walk around like a camel. But anyway, for some reason, it's supposed to like free you up. And it does for like fourteen seconds. But but I think the problem is is like if you are using it as a spirituality and like opening up, like asking for that inner yin yang or whatever they call it you are not that yin yang is actually a spiritual entity which you would call satanic powers is going to enter into that vacuum and and i think too reiki uh reiki falls under the same the same sort of idea and like the chakras i was telling you about is that there's sort of like you know looking for this inner power and filling it with this healing power that's inside of yourself or or outside of yourself and like we we believe that that power is like the catechism says is to God alone, right? And right. Uh, I mean, the should... catech- that's exactly the cate- the catechism makes it very clear. All right, all um. Hey, given... Bill, someone's at my door. Can we take it? All right, folks. Bill's going to keep talking. I'm going to take a five second break. See what this is about. <laughs> FedEx. That no, the, what we were uh, the catechism refer you know the um, divinization is is for for God alone. Nothing else. So it, whether it be horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, uh, interpretation of omens, lots, uh, clairvoyance, anything like that, um, um, is 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 bad because it it takes away from it gives those things almost a uh, a godlike uh, a- attributes. So Amazon. <laughs> uh, no, just someone picking up some stuff, you know, forms and things like that that they need so let them into the office so um anyhow um yeah and and i think too like i mean i i also think satanism is on the rise it's really strange i i've um I'm, you might be shocked by this but like even today i had to a parishioner called me and like they someone posted this thing on facebook you know down the street there's a really beautiful neighborhood my sister actually lives on it that's why i was like really wanted to bless this area because she lives in it and she runs on this particular trail and some, someone put a pentagram like right there on the trail and there's arrows and it seemed like they, there was like a pathway for some middle of the night ritual they were doing, you know, in the middle of the night. So I did an exorcism of the, of the, um, of the path and just asked that, you know, people be protected from these spiritual entities. But it's kind of scary that, you know, we've got people out there that are literally, invoking satan and like you know playing around with satanic rituals and putting themselves and many other people in danger um i mean you you don't draw a pentagram in the ground and expect nothing to happen um and uh i mean god only knows what happened there but the scary thing is is we're seeing this on the rise because 
we are seeing a decrease in the worship of God, a decrease in the use of the sacraments, a decrease in belief in Jesus Christ. And what's interesting on Facebook, which I thought was really kind of sad at the same time, is like people were like, well, that's not really true. It's just a superstitious thing. Like they don't, re- I mean, because they don't believe in God, well, they don't believe in the devil either because that's just some hocus pocus kind of deal. And I think, you know, good Catholics really, because they believe in God, they also believe in the existence of hell. And they also believe in the ex- existence of Satan and, and evil spirits and the existence of angels, uh, good angels. And so, you know, it's it's really, I think it, we have a step up as Catholics to be able to believe in these things so that we can properly defend ourselves against them, you know? Um, I guess, Bill, it might be good to talk a little bit about what do you do if you have been involved with this, right? Sure, it happens. I mean, for example, I remember... I remember, I should say, several years ago, it's been more than several, probably five, maybe even seven years ago, um, you know, um, and some of the things that we don't even talk about, but we had a, we had someone come to us in RCIA who had a past uh, history in, um, in, in um, Freemasonry. You remember? Yeah, I remember. And, this, and yeah. I mean, so again, that falls into, uh, you know, what do you do? And that's become more common. I mean, I see... You know, we've had uh, discussions even with, you know, parishioners whose um, husbands, you know, have had a past in that. And, and I, they, they look at me crazy sometimes when I've said, you know, have they ever, have they ever you know, asked Father to pray over them or, or had an unbound or anything like that? And it's like you, it's like you almost insulted them. And, you know, right. I explain why. But you, you, go ahead. You can touch on what you were talking about. What right. to do. Yeah. Well, it's complicated. It depends on how much you were influenced by and what happened to you. And that's sure. that can only be done with a sort of um, a little bit of a diagnosis and doing some testing. And I mean, obviously if someone, if you're experiencing like some weird symptoms, you know, bad dreams, sleepless nights, weird things in the house, unexplained noises, um, your pets just acting crazy out of nowhere all the time, these types of things, you might have to ask yourself, was that because I was dabbling with this? So you'll, I think some people just come to the knowledge of it because things just start going haywire. And they find themselves knocking on a on a priest's door because they have nowhere else to turn. They're like, I'm I'm desperate. And just like someone's desperate went to these these things, you know, like they went to a medium because they want to know where their mom and dad is after they died. Now they come to the priest because they're desperate for healing. So first is is like, are you experiencing any kind of symptoms that don't make sense? And to be clear, even mm-hmm. if you are, ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> this is not about full blown possession or anything like that. All right. the more the reason to, to yeah. you know, call the you call your local priest and 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 you know make an appointment so you guys can talk about it. Yeah, usually it would be under the under the categories infestation, where the place, the place where the thing happened has just got some really spooky things happening, um, unex, unexplained phenomenon. And the other thing would be oppression, where a person just feels like they got this chronic headache and they just can't snap out of it, and it's like they just feel and they go to doctors and doctors can't explain it. Um, they go to a psychologist, psychologist can't explain it. So then you got to say, you know, it's almost like, I mean, we've, we've talked about this with physical healing. Sometimes you got to poke around till you find the right doctor. And I think they say, well, maybe this is spiritual. Right. And then, uh, lo and behold, they realize, well, shoot, when I was a kid, I, you know, I played with a Ouija board and ever since then, uh, you know, I did it like six or seven times. I've had some serious problems with X, Y, or Z, you know, and, um, I haven't been able to sleep, able to sleep well. Um, now, uh, what a priest can do, a priest, any parish priest can do little prayers of deliverance uh, to his parishioners. Uh, usually it has to be within the confines of his jurisdiction. 
because it's all about authority. So, you know, I, I try not to get involved with people. Well, you know, you, we don't get involved with people outside of our diocese because we don't have the authority. Now, if it's something more serious and it's like, you know, you find out it's a possession that has to go to an exorcist, uh, that's something that would be determined. But uh, sometimes it's a blessing of the house, right? Like having the priest come over, uh, do uh, some maybe stronger blessings with some holy water, epiphany water, or water from Easter. Uh, that's what I did today. I used Easter water over the place, over the path, and did uh, the Leo the Thirteenth prayer over the ground. And uh, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I can't, couldn't see anything. You can't see the stuff. So, I mean, what happened? I don't know. I'm, I'm praying that God just kind of His power came across this, and if there's anything evil attached to the path, that it went away. Uh, you can also do some self you know, like some self stuff, like they, you go, you actually, there's an app called the exorcism app. And on the, on the app itself, there are prayers for laity that late people can pray. Anyone can pray because your baptism, you might want to start with that. Maybe you start with those prayers. And if that works, then well, I don't need a priest, you know, um, definitely confess it. If there has been cult material, just so you can break the, if there was any willing, willing, um, participation, I think a lot of times people don't willingly know they're doing wrong so it wouldn't necessarily be culpability but i but if you did know it was wrong and you did it anyway that that would be a grounds for confessing it and i believe that father scott apparently preached about this this past weekend for three kings where he said like you know the will for using horoscopes is a serious sin and i was like wow and i, I asked him is that really and and he kind of said yeah if you know that horoscopes are superstition and you do it anyway that's a serious sin because it's a violation of the first commandment and um, quite frankly, I just never heard it said so clearly like that. And I was like, wow, I appreciate that teaching, you know, for myself, not that I do horoscopes, but when I talk to people, you know, like, oh, you know, just be careful with them. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I think there's something that you're playing with the occult, you're giving, um, you're giving sort of powers to something that's not to the true God and respect and loving fear that is, uh, as the catting says, it's due to God alone. Yeah. Right? I mean, to be clear, I mean, if, if you know, if it's, you know, someone else, you're, you're discussing it someone and someone says, you know, laughingly says something about, oh, your horoscope today says one thing. But the difference would be, of course, if if your go-to thing with your coffee every morning is reading your, you know, your day's horoscope, you are you are giving credence to that. And I, by the way, you're not doing a, a, a rosary, you know? <laughs> right. Come on now. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just think, I just think, yeah. I mean, sometimes, um, I guess the problem too is a lot of priests, you might not... The younger priests all get it. I think we've, I think most, it's interesting. A lot of us, well, I'm, I'm not like younger anymore, but you know, the guys that are like, you know, JP2, Benedict, um, Pope Francis, you know, era, I think we've all been, uh, because we see, we've seen it. A lot of us have experience with these things. Um, and a lot of these types of things are, it's this form of healing. Right. And I think is we kind of learn on the go. I, I, my first case happened two months into my priesthood where I, uh, and it was a disaster. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what to do. I mean, it just blew up in my face. That's another story. But uh, now, now I know, uh, and that's where I met Father Flume. Father Flume got involved and he kind of just brought the, the, you know, some artillery and just really helped the situation. But I had to like call, I was like, dude, I have no idea what to do with this case. Cause we didn't learn in the seminary. Yeah. There was zero classes on exorcism. There was zero mention of cult you know, so, well, it's funny so, you mentioned early on in this, in today's podcast that that you know how you know Rome has kind of done a one eighty and 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 where you know priests are being trained and to be exorcists and you know there's vibrant programs right now for it, unlike maybe twenty thirty years ago or post Vatican II where they kind of said 
unofficially, yeah, that's it, we don't do that anymore. Well, I had a priest friend in an unnamed diocese where he had um, a legit, a legitimate exorcism case where this woman was seriously manifesting demonic voices. I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. And he was like, this is above my pay grade. He calls the diocese and the, the priest on the other line said, we don't talk about these matters. Send her to a psychologist. And I think that's the problem is like, you know, it was like, even at the church level, the ecclesiastical level, this is like, you know, this was not that long ago. This is like maybe 11, 10, 11, 12 years ago. I mean, you just didn't talk about it. It was just, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, good luck with that. And whatever, you know, it's just everything, everything was psychological. Yeah. Uh, now on the flip side, I think sometimes people come to us and they're like, you need a psychologist yeah. and a psychiatrist. You do not need, so, you know, cause some people will try to explain their problems away by a diabolical, but they're not taking their medicine, you know, and they've got some very serious psychological problems that need to be dealt with on a site, you know, with proper medicine and so forth. Right. So, but my point is, is that we're, we're, we're now in a stage where we're kind of in that like stage where we're starting to get a better understanding of these matters and priests are getting a better grasp on how to deal with them, you know? And, and to be Especially, clear, not, you know, the, the intention here is not to freak people out, but I mean, you, you're involved in the deliverance ministry, which is what kind of what this is called or the response is called. Um, this is, this is not decreasing. No, it's not. No. And I, I just think, um, I mean, I, I just think now, especially down here. I mean, when I was, I mean, down here, you know, at the college, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that they do over there. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, so I just, um, one of the things we do is we exercise all the rooms of the Catholics once a year. Um, but the kids will talk about, yeah, man, father, they were doing some seances or they were messing with, we, they drew a, you know, a pentagram or, you know, there was some kind of weird ritual and just creeped us out. A lot of these people that are just far from God are, are inviting Satan into the campus. And so it's just kind of like, I mean, there's, there's some very, like right in your backyard, there's some serious warfare going on. It could be in your neighborhood. You could have a, a witch, a Wiccan, you know? Um, I remember, I remember like this high school that I first taught at when I was first ordained, a couple of girls that they had, they had, um, you know, uh, bless, you know, uh, Wiccan ritual books and they were actually doing rituals after school in their home. And we had to like use, but once again, I didn't have the artillery back then. I did some simple blessings and got rid of their stuff, but I could have done more if I knew how to deal with it now. And I would have dealt with it better now. And I hope they're doing okay, but there's definitely, they're going to have some serious struggles with God because the devil's got a foothold on them because they gave the devil authority by dabbling with the occult. That's the problem with it. You see? So, I mean, I just think it's not something that people should take lightly. And I think people need to speak out against it. You know, like, no, I mean, like, don't have that, those, that stuff in my, in my, um, you know, don't do that stuff around me. Or if you go to a party and they're messing with tarot cards, like, take it seriously, like get that out of your face or just walk out of the party, but say something, you know, to help these people and help yourself. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're not participating, I don't think it's going to do anything to you, but you know, I'm, but it is, it is harmful. Okay, well, you know, one more thing. What, what, um, some of the things that go along with what we're talking about, like, uh, I know crystals seem to be, uh, you know, worn as jewelry, or, uh, um, and then we, we had a question come in about that actually, uh, like a month ago, and I keep forgetting to bring it up where so and so brought, uh, brought up that their daughter was wearing crystals, and while they were 
in in this parents, I'll use their lingo. They said they're they're almost hundred percent sure that there was that her her daughter was not attributing any type of power or anything to to what she was wearing. Their concern mm-hmm. was it came from a like a Ocean City boardwalk place who kind of you know let's just say you right. know, sold things like that. No harm in that or harm in that. Well, I'm, I, you know, as you were speaking, I, 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 when you were going this direction, I was like, I want to get a good answer to this. So I'm looking, um, <clears throat> um, you know, the, the, on what is, you know, our crystals of sin. Um, Again, the key being, she really did believe that there was no, you know, no, right. nothing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, then I still remember it, I, whether or not it was a serious sin depends on her understanding of what she was doing. So if she, if she was aware that it's wrong and did it anyway yes but that's the question is is it um okay so first off let's just take a look at the use of crystals for healing did not only happen in recent years but rather dates back to the ancient sumerians in mesopotamia uh and really there is this idea that crystals are part of alter- alternative healing and treatments as a claims to have medicinal properties however based on science there's been uh, there hasn't been any scientific evidence that crystals have power to treat health problems, although crystals may stu- be a, have a placebo effect. Um, so um, now one of the reasons crystals are popular is that they believe that has an impact on quote energies that you have in your life. And um, so as we discussed, Bill, you know, remember you can attribute powers to crystals. Um, so are crystals a sin? Uh, well, the, the catechism says all practices, magic or sorcery, by which one attempts to tame occult powers, so as to place them at the service of, uh, and have a supernatural power over others, even if this is for the sake of restoring their health, are gravely contrary to the virtue of religion. Um, so, according to the Academy of Catholic Church, all practices of magic or sorcery or relying on some supernatural spiritual power is considered a sin. Uh, it also emphasizes that there, this is a sin, even if the attention is a sake for the, for health. Okay. Since therefore, since crystals are used as a source for healing, worn as charms or integrated with different rituals and treatments, using crystals is a sin unquote. Like I just say, wear a crucifix. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of alternatives. A miraculous metal. Well, I mean, why do you have to wear a rock? It's a pagan walk around? Sure. I mean, like, would you wear Would you wear a pentagram? You know, now I'm not saying it's not the same thing, but here's the thing is even if it doesn't do anything, why take the risk? Yep. Gotcha. Like I could have gone, I could have gone that lady and like, I called her and I, I asked her, are you going to do this? And she, she kind of fessed up. Yeah, I was, I was like, I have a big problem with that. I'm like, I'm not going. And she got kind of, well, I mean, she understood it. Like, I understand your religion. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't think you do, but, but I, I just, I just said, I can't. I can't, I was looking just to get some medicine or, or if you had like some kind of treatment that would help, but that's, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, when you're going to the spiritual realm, I, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Now, could I have gone and something might not have happened possibly, but why would I risk it? I mean, you look how people treated COVID like, I mean, like, you know, well, I'm not going to get through this. I mean, are you going to catch it? I don't know. And they were so careful, but I think we more careful with this than we do with that. I mean, I just think, I just think, why can't we wear something different, you know? Yeah. And I think if it's new agey or if it's crystally or you get it from some, you know, lucky charms thing, I just would avoid it. I mean, I just think it's, it's a prudential decision to be safe than sorry in these matters. Now I'm not saying, is it wrong? Is it the worst thing in the world? No, I'm not saying that. 
but like why risk it yeah no i i well put all right so, so if you find yourself in a question uh in a, in a position where you you know there's any question what i'll reach out to your priest right and, right uh, yeah and make use of everyone has holy water and what about just on a daily basis you know uh um can you real quick can you talk about the lady in the in the use of holy water Oh yeah, anyone can use holy water. I mean, I think it should be a daily, daily. Uh, um, Saint Teresa of Avila used to attribute great. Uh, she loved holy water, and she said it was a very powerful weapon against Satan. She says, out of all the things that she would use, that holy water is the most efficacious. Uh, when she was, I mean, she would actually see demons, and she would just throw holy water on them. So I think it's good uh, to you know get some holy water from your church, have a bottle in your room. I bless my room before I go to bed at night. Um, periodically if i just feel there's something weird in my directory i'll, I'll spray it um you bless yourself with holy water you know it's just a great a great thing using sacramentals wearing the scapular wearing a crucifix wearing a saint benedict medal it's always a great thing to use against uh you know dark supernatural powers you know these things are always very helpful sacramentals are wonderful and uh yeah but the use of holy water is fantastic all right blessing sure to the intercession of saint michael and St. Benedict, may God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.